0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel. I'm the host of this show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the Games. Today we have Aubrey Monroe, super interesting, Uh, the purple princess, as you'll find out, USA softball catcher. Um, Aubrey is has qualified the 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 softball team usa softball qualified for the 2020 olympics so we're super excited about that she has an amazing story a spine tingling hair raising story in here so i'm super excited for you guys to hear it um she's super cool we talk about her time at florida she won multiple ncaa championships never thought that softball was going to be in the olympics and would you look at that she's potentially going in a couple years so we uh we really appreciate aubrey's time it was a lot of fun i hope you guys enjoy it one more time aubrey Monroe, USA softball. Okay, special guest today, Aubrey Monroe, USA softball the catcher, the cap not, not the captain, but the captain of the defense, right? You got to make sure everyone's in the right place. I always love catcher. Yeah. A lot of respect for that, Aubrey. A lot of respect. Born October 4th, 1993 from Berea, California, started playing softball, I guess, T-ball at age four, started catching at age six, right? Went to University of Florida, graduated in 2016. And at Florida, she made academic honor roll four times, was a two-time NCAA champ, second team, all-SEC, all-SEC defense after Florida. Oh my gosh. I'm, I need to take a, breath. <laughs> me a second. After Florida, she won Pan American gold. She was a two-time world championship gold medal winner, a two-time world cup silver medal winner. And I'm not, a, if I don't know if you've heard recently, but, Aubrey, as well as the rest of the USA softball team, has recently qualified for the 2020 Games in Tokyo. Aubrey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks
1: for having me on. I'm excited.
0: 100%. Is it cool when someone just rattles off all the awesome things you've done (laughs) in your life?
1: It's it's sometimes a surprise because... I it's just I'm just doing it you know I hey. don't I don't ever think of it in a list so when people talk about it it's like oh geez
0: geez I've done a lot so far huh and you're only yeah. what like 25 so more power yep, to just about. Oh, yeah your birthday's coming up soon as uh-huh. I might know the date that this is gonna get released on um, <laughs> but anyway um Ari that I, I mean as much as there was accomplishment there um the first thing I always like to ask is just story time like tell us a little bit about I guess growing up California what you did how you got into softball and kind of the the beginning if you don't mind and getting us a little primed for the rest of the story.
1: Well I grew up in Brea California and my see, my parents got divorced when I was like four and so we I ended up growing up in my mom's childhood home.
0: Um, wow.
1: With my grandparents and my a lot of people don't know but my family was like the softball family of Brea. Uh, my mom played, my aunts played, uh, my grandpa was on the board of every possible thing for Parks and Rec in the city. Um, Just super involved in the community. And then um, my older sister played. She's three years older than I am. And she played, and I started coming up in age. And my mom's like, all right, I need you to do something. You're a little hyper. I need you to get your energy out. So I started playing softball because my sister played. And I was honestly, like, terrified. I hated trying new things. Like, for the longest time, I would just cry and cry. Like, I don't want to try anything new. And I ended up falling in love with softball. My first team was the purple princesses and wow. my favorite color was purple. Oh my so gosh. It was like icing Match on the cake. Made
0: in heaven. Look mm-hmm. at that. Oh my gosh.
1: And that's, that's where it all began. Um, as a purple princess, I actually asked my mom if I could move up early. Cause I was kind of over the T-ball thing. I was like, and I really wasn't that good. So it's not like, Oh, I was, I'm so much better than these other T-ball kids. I just was over T-ball. Um, so she moved me up and we and I ended up on a, the same team as the girl who threw the hardest in all of eight U. It was like, she just threw gas for an eight year old. Um, and I was six playing up my mom was coach, uh, with her mom. And I was like your typical right field kid making piles in the dirt and stuff like that. And then, um, one day the girl who was supposed to be catching started crying. She's like, I can't catch Jenna. I can't catch her. She's, she throws too hard. She's just scared. And because I was coach's kid, I was the only one that my mom could force back there. So she's like, all right, Aubrey, come here. And Jenna, the pitcher's mom, is like, Denise, you can't do that. You cannot put her back there. She's six years old. She's so little. I mean, I was a nugget. The shingards came, like, all the way up my legs. It was pretty comical to look at. And my mom well just...
0: protected you Oh, were well yeah. You protected Absolutely. That was fine.
1: Exactly. No big deal. And I didn't know enough to be scared. So <laughs> I go out there. My mom just tells me, she's like, keep your glove up and just watch the ball. And so I said, all right, sure. This is cool. I get to, I'm all armored up. This is awesome. I go out there and first ball hits me right in the stomach Ooh. and uh, yeah, my mom and Jenna's mom come running out. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I didn't feel a thing. This is so cool. And I was, hooked ever since um I remember my mom told Jenna the pitcher she's like do not throw easy she will be fine and I ended up I caught two balls that whole night and just two went in my glove and I remember skipping back to the car like so proud of catching two balls um, and that's kind of when I fell in love with the position and being involved in every single pitch was really fun for me so um and honestly I've been catching ever since so I've been catching for almost 20 years hanging in there Um, keep doing yeah
0: i mean now here's here's the the big question have have you ever had another game like that where you might have only caught one or two balls ever since
1: (laughs) you know i think i the learning curve for catching the ball was pretty short it was like catch the ball or get hit so i think i picked it up pretty quickly yeah Yeah, eventually Um, you're
0: probably just gonna be like all right i mean i'm kind of over to this getting hit's probably fun for a little while but after exactly you you probably and my
1: mom My mom was a pitcher growing up, so I had, like, perfect insight Mm -hmm. on what a good catcher should be from a pitcher's perspective, so I learned a lot of little tricks and stuff like that, just um, a little bit more feel, kind of, like, Mm -hmm. savvy stuff behind the plate because my mom was a pitcher.
0: Very cool. Look at that, and now you know, and now you're going to the Olympics, so, I mean, I (laughs) guess it worked out, right? So, um, bringing up the Olympics, I think it's really cool. I read a couple articles um, online, and... The the last time the Olympics softball was in the Olympics was two thousand four, correct? Back in Athens, two
1: thousand eight. Two thousand eight. They had sorry, one yeah, more yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Two thousand eight was the last eight. year,
1: but we knew it was the last one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being, I mean, you, ten years ago, so you were fifteen at the time, give or take, right around mm-hmm. there, right? So yeah, what, yeah. What, like Obviously, you're pretty deep into it at this point. You've been catching for what nine years now, and mm-hmm. so you know you're pretty deep into it. What What was it kind of like? understanding that you know something that you've loved so dearly for the last nine years essentially two go-arounds of the olympics was kind of unfortunately coming to an end and like what at 15 how did you kind of grasp that and really understand what was going to happen
1: i was i was really heartbroken um the 04 olympics like you mentioned they were mm-hmm. a really big year for me as just a viewer i was in fourth grade then and i was just like obsessed i would have my mom wake me up like Cause, because the time changed, they'd be mm-hmm. on live in the middle of the night. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'd have my mom wake me up. I'd stay up and watch them. Every school project that year was red, white, and blue. I mean, I was obsessed. And then in 08, we knew it was the last one. And I was just, I was so sad because that had been my dream. And whether or not I actually believed I could do it or not, like from a, mm-hmm. I guess, ability standpoint, but that was still the dream. And so once we knew it was out in 08, It was just kind of sad. And then they didn't win gold. So it was kind Mm -hmm. of like, a oh, man, didn't really finish the way they had wanted to. And then I really just started setting my focus on college. It was kind of like, okay, well, it's not in the card. So let's focus on the next best thing. And Mm -hmm. let's get college figured
0: out. So it's so, kind of where I was at. So did that, when when it did happen, and again, obviously you being pretty deep into it at this point, you're 15, so I'm probably sure you're, you're probably starting to get scouted or at least mm-hmm. heard murmurs coming around. Did, did it ever kind of decide where you were going to go? Was it 100% you were playing in college no matter what? And then after that, you'd figure it out? Or like what, I guess, what were your thoughts and reservations you had when, you know, you heard that was leaving? It was a dream of yours, as you said, whether it was the ability or, it was it or not, you still wanted to go. So that leaves. So it kind of, I don't know, you tell us about that and like almost that bittersweetness of, of that whole situation.
1: Um, I was definitely set on playing college softball. I grew up, because I was in Bray, I was really close to Cal State Fullerton, and so I'd go to their camps all the time. And I remember the players working at camp, and they would tell us about how, um, like, they would all live together. And, you know, one girl loved to cook, one girl did this. And I just remember that concept being, like, so cool. It just never even occurred to me mm-hmm. that, that's what college was. And so I remember just being really into like, I want to go play college softball. I want to like live with my teammates and like just have this cool life. So I was definitely focused on playing college softball. And then I had definitely wanted to play after, but I sort of just went into college as like, all right, I'm going to go enjoy this ride and kind of see what happens after.
0: And it was college. So you had a good time, right? I mean, you oh, went okay. to University of Florida where not only I'm sure it's a big school so you had a good time, but you guys were also killing it. You won two NCAA championships while you were there. I mean, mm-hmm. what what is it what's the atmosphere like around a school, especially with, you know, football being so huge? And if I'm not mistaken, that was near the height of Florida football correct like it was right around. I feel like I
1: just missed the height of Florida football right after after.
0: which but but still but you guys were riding high so it was fun basketball you guys are always good in basketball so mm -hmm. what was it like going to a school where you you know the athletes are really looked up to and and kind of you guys are you guys are winning while you're there too so what's what's the atmosphere like at a school like that
1: Oh, it's, it's so cool. I mean, even though like we had just missed like the height of Florida football, Mm -hmm. but it's still a big football school. So Saturdays are still a huge deal. There's always like hope that this year's going to be the year. And like, so even though football wise, it wasn't like the Tebow era, Mm -hmm. which I mean, that stuff can only last so long anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I mean, our basketball team would go to the final four and our gymnastics team three-peated while I was there. I mean, just like, We Florida's an everything school and I say it so proudly. I love it. Um and it was just a really cool place to go because all student athletes there like get it. They get that you're busy, that you're tired, that you wanna have a good time, but at the same time like you're still really focused. Um, like there's a lot of mutual respect amongst the student athletes in a lot of ways, which is really cool. Um, and I actually I chose Florida with the intent of like I am going to win a national championship. Which, going into it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna win a national championship at Florida. Like, we're gonna do it. It's Duh. just a matter of when." Which, yeah, right. Now yeah. that I've been through it all, it's like, Aubrey, you're so cocky. Like,
2: confidence, who are you? Who do you confidence. think you are?" You're fine. You're fine.
1: Um, but because my freshman year, I remember my mom was like, "All right, like, do you think you guys are gonna go to the World Series?" And we had been picked like seventh to, in the SEC. We were. It was supposed to be a rebuilding year, all that stuff. And I was like. Yeah, Mom, we're going to the World Series. I'm like, I don't know if we'll win this year, but we're going to go. So my mom booked her hotel in, like, October. Oh, man. For OKC. And we ended up going.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. We made it.
1: And we ended up, I mean, we didn't really play as great as we could have. But, I mean, that year was just such a fun year to, um, as a team, just make mm-hmm. the World Series. And after that, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's actually really hard to make the World Series. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So was going to be...
2: Not even I thought.
1: Right. And still never a doubt, though, that we were going to win. Um, my class uh, with Kelsey Stewart and Christy Merritt, Taylor Schwartz, Taylor Fuller, like, we came in really, really hungry. We all kind of had that mentality of we will win at some point, which was really cool to be a part of for four years. Um, and then my sophomore year, we all had this sort of, like, bitter taste in our mouth when it's, like, we weren't supposed to be at the World Series mm-hmm. on paper. We were not supposed to be there the year before. But – we made it. And it was like, Oh, we just have to get back. We have to win. Like, that's not good enough. And so we trained like that every single day. Um, and I remember in 14 was the year. I think it was 14. Yeah. He coach Walton asked every single one of us, he said, do you think we can win a national championship? And we're like, yeah. So at our Christmas party and all that. He sits down and he goes, All right, we're, we're, I've never had a team that we actually made it a goal like out loud that we're trying to win a national championship because it's hard. And like so much goes into it like timing, peaking at the right time, good calls, bad calls. I mean, there's so much that goes into just making it to the World Series, let alone winning it all. And he'd been there so many times and not quite punched through. So, um, and he looks around and I was like, I'm sorry, but shouldn't the goal every year be to win a national championship? I was like, I was shocked when you told us that. And he was just like, Oh, you know, I think it kind of threw him a little bit. It might have been in fifteen actually when we were we had just won. And he's like, mm-hmm. All right, so what Let's do we do this year? What are we gonna do? And I'm like, Every year that should be the goal. Like we're good enough to do that. If it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world because you can't win every single year. But and he was I remember him looking at me just like, Well, okay then yeah, I came here to win. I mean, a lot of my teammates. I mean, half our team was from California. Um, every year, we always had a lot of California girls. It's like, and we all came there with the intent of winning. Um, and then, as I'd been there for a few years and developed as a person and just in general, kind of going through adulting and all that, um, I realized how great of an education I was getting and how many life experiences i was getting that i couldn't even put a price tag on so it was i mean i wouldn't change anything about my experience at florida i became exactly the person i feel like i was supposed to become through that my experiences is, there that
0: is absolutely fantastic and look at that along the way just kind of nabbed i guess a couple <laughs> couple trips to the world series yep. one a couple times i mean that's super cool what's what's the feeling like going back to back like that's like, because the, the first year, it kind of made sense. Like, as you were saying, like, you were having so much fun because on paper you guys weren't supposed to be there so it's mm-hmm. almost I don't want to say carefree but of course the pressure really can't be there you're a bunch of right you know it's it, I'm not not gonna say ragtag but like you're a group of girls that we're like, a little ragtag <laughs> okay <laughs> it's okay you said it not me um <laughs> but, uh, you know it's it's one of those things where you know even as you you guys understood like you were going to the world series maybe you don't win it this year but you're gonna prove everyone wrong mm-hmm. and then you make it there you don't play as well as you think but do you think that experience of you know having it almost carefree being able to free flow a little bit then made it just a little you made you a little more hungry for the next year because you got there kind of had mm-hmm. you know you licked the ice cream cone once but you didn't get the whole thing like did you then right. kind of just I mean that you you didn't stumble into two national championships right
1: <laughs> Right. no I mean we we trained really really hard and like I said after that first year it was kind of like well um let's do it again I guess because I mean it. for me is I was a sophomore and I'm like Okay, so I just accomplished my biggest goal uh, ever.
0: Got two more years. Like,
1: yeah, and it's like, okay, like, does that mean the rest of my career is, means nothing here? Like, no uh-huh. way. So I went into my junior year, same kind of hunger, and plus now it's like, all right, well, let's be the first SEC school to go back to back. So then it's like you kind of find new ways mm-hmm. to motivate it in a way where, I mean, honestly, the nothing beats the first one. I won, let's see, in travel ball, I went back to back to back in the national championship for travel ball. Mm -hmm. And that first one is just unbelievable. It was the first time I'd ever experienced success like that. Um, And so that's kind of the same thing. That first one, nothing really tops it. It's just, especially first one for Florida softball, first one for the SEC, or sorry, second one for the SEC, Alabama had won. And it was just like, you feel like you're making history, Mm -hmm. really. And so then you go into the next year and we're like, all right, well, let's make history in a different way. Let's be the first SEC school to go back to back. Um, And then just being in the company of schools like Arizona and UCLA, like Mm -hmm. the two biggest powerhouses in softball um, to be uh, kind of named amongst them. And now Oklahoma, I mean, just four solid programs that in term, like just top to bottom, classy, hardworking, and just kind of staples in Mm -hmm. softball. So. Um, I think you just kind of find new ways to motivate um, that are different. And then we just worked. Coach Walton was really big on the little things and it was like, well, we're going to do all these little things, right? and Make it happen. And it was the girls that we had on those teams were just really cool. It's kind of hard to explain because there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a huge shift when we lost Hannah um, and Stephanie who had been starters in 14, but we kept most of our core mm. so that was kind of like all right well we know how to do this let's just go out and do what we do and that was do kind of our mentality and it was I mean it paid off it was amazing um to be the the best feeling is the one out away feeling to me mm. it's like when you're looking around and you're like oh my gosh I'm just looking at all my teammates and it's like wow one more out and it and we did it and in was 14 it-
0: was it a Sorry? big def- was it a big deficit Was it like you guys were winning by three or four runs? So it was like there was less pressure, or was it was it? Clo- I don't remember these specific
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, both both years. Let's see, the first year we played Alabama and we won in two. And oh wow, okay, yeah. So that yeah. one, I remember the first game being closer, and then the second game, I think it's so bad. I don't even remember the final scores of any of them. It's crazy. Like, you would think that would be very memorable, but I just remember winning. Um, But I know there was a few runs. And then the next year, we had to go to a third game. We lost the second game. And we went to a third, and we were up by a few runs in the seventh. But that one had a little bit of back and forth. Mm -hmm. and then. But both years, actually, this is what's fun, is both years we won on June 3rd. And if we hadn't have had that what if game, we wouldn't have won on June 3rd again.
0: Look Crazy. at that! Do you celebrate mm-hmm. June third every year now? I'm assuming you have. To I do. Ready. Oh my gosh! I do. Throw a party. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember I woke up after we lost to Michigan, and it was like there's because you know no matter what someone wins that day, and mm-hmm. it's coming off a loss, you're kind of like ah, oh, geez, we lost. It's like we have to get the momentum back. And I remember waking up and like must have been Facebook memories or something was mm-hmm. like oh this day last year. It's like oh whoa. So send our little group me, like oh my gosh, happy anniversary, guys. Let's go win another one. Well, let's and do it so, again. That yeah, is
0: was, that's pretty cool. I like that. The mm-hmm. world works in mysterious ways, man. I I doesn't love doesn't it? Stuff. That is super cool. So you won two. Unfortunately, did not win a back to back to back a third. No. That, I'm sure that one still eats at you though, right?
1: It does. We yeah. lost in a walk off home run at home against SEC rival Georgia on oh. a pinch hit. It was oh. awful, awful. Ooh. But um, you know it was. We just again like just weird crazy things happen and I mean I I remember being so sad because again we were just we were sure if we just got back to the World Series, like we could do mm-hmm. it. You know, it's so much about like just getting to that next next mm-hmm. level and then figure it out from there. And so but if I'm being honest, we really didn't play that great that series. We didn't hit well enough. Um and Georgia played really well. So <laughs> you can't really take anything from them. And then um just a bunch of weird I was able to see my sister get engaged because plans changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just funky stuff like that. That it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Would I have loved to go back to the World Series? Absolutely. But, you know. But it's, it happens and I think of I think of other teams sometimes. And I'm like, I know so many talented girls. So many girls that were so talented. And they didn't win. And everyone was probably really sick of hearing about Florida. So I'm mm-hmm. being honest. I mean, I love it. But no. I'm sure they were just sick
0: of it. Them? You're the one that – who cares about them? That's fine. So it's
1: <laughs> That's it, awesome. It was, it was a heartbreaker, but um, you know everything happens for a reason. Everything so.
0: happens for a reason, and you you won twice, which is pretty incredible. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not forget that. So that I is can't
1: fantastic. get greedy.
0: <laughs> uh, no, come on, it's competition. You better be greedy. Take it away. <laughs> um. So after that, you then start to play internationally. When um, did you actually join USA Softball?
1: So USA holds tryouts in January usually. Okay. So I got invited my senior year of college. And so I went to the tryout and honestly, since it was out of the Olympics, like team USA had been around, but I'd never really kind of mm-hmm. had not Like they hadn't really had any interest in me. Defense has always been my thing. And the offense has always been a little bit of riding that wave. Um, so I just was like, they just, they're after hitters or whatever it may be. So I got my invite and I kind of went into it like, all right, here we go. I'm going to just go out and play. And if they want me cool. Um, and so I ended up having, i got enough tryout. I made the team, which was, like, so surreal. It was still out of the Olympics. And I remember seeing the email, calling my mom, and just crying. Like, because it's been – I mean, my mom was really close with my grandpa playing softball. He was her coach and called her pitches and everything. And then my mom and I have been really close through softball. Um, just really a part of the journey together. My mom's been there every step of the way um, with, I mean – She's been there to kick me in the butt when I need Mm -hmm. to be kicked in the butt, but she's been there to really just support me when I'm, when I'm kind of down or losing confidence or whatever it may be. So my mom and I are really, really close in large part because of our um, dynamic with softball. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just called her and we both just started crying on the phone and it was like, this is my fourth grade dream come to life. Like, how is this possible? Um, And so then I played that summer with, Again, kind of like limited expectations. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't even know if this is going to be a good feel. And coming off of my senior year, which felt like it at the time, it felt like just the most anticlimactic way to end my career. And it was like, I was so bought into like being a gator and that atmosphere that we constantly played in. It was so cool. And then I had kind of a difficult time making the switch. so honored the entire time but just kind of a hard time making the switch but the girls on usa are like all the girls like we're all the same you know i've always been the kid that i get super excited when people do stuff Mm -hmm. and my teammates would be like why are you so excited you know someone someone was always like you get really excited in softball and i'm like yeah i love the game do you see what she just did like that was so cool and USA is full of girls that get Mm -hmm. excited. So um, it was a really good fit. And we ended up winning worlds that summer in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I realized how big of a deal it was (laughs) at the time. I had no idea. Um, And then after that, we were done for about a month. We had a break. And then we found out that it was back in the Olympics.
0: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So it was pretty, pretty soon after you joined the team that mm-hmm. it. So like, there's that year? It sounds like, give or take a. Uh... Yeah,
1: yeah, they voted it in in 2016.
0: That is oh. crazy, man. Oh yeah. my gosh! And then just to your point about you know getting really excited when it comes to things happening in softball, I'm the exact same way with baseball. Like <laughs> yes. anytime Mike Trout does something, like I start to tear oh. up because I think it's just it's incredible. But n- en- enough about me. Enough about Mike Trout. We're talking about. <laughs> Today, um, so so, what was that like? I mean, starting, you know, getting there, kind of being—I don't want to say ho hum—but you don't, you didn't seem like you didn't seem super ex- like super excited. It seems obviously you were happy that you're on the team, of course, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like just kind of going there. Oh, cool! I made the team. Awesome! Like obviously, I'm gonna cry now. You're on USA softball, but at the same time, right. you kind of had that understanding of well, where does it kind of go from here? And then quickly turning around, winning worlds, and then damn, it's back in the Olympics, mm-hmm. like. What is that range of emotion? I guess let's start with your senior year, kind of going down, going up, going. Yes. Like, what, what, what was that roller coaster like?
1: It was nuts because I mean, like I said, it was hard for me to buy in fully. I really mm. liked the girls. I really mm. liked coaching staff. It was just like this weird kind of like I don't know. I was like kind of just holding a lid of my a little bit of myself back. Um, and then by the time we got into worlds, it was different. You know, I was I was bought in because it was just good competition towards the end um, I mean playing Japan is always a good game playing Australia Puerto Rico um, Canada all these teams that like it's a battle mm-hmm. and you just never know and so by the time we got into worlds I was I was invested I was ready I felt like very involved in this team um, and so then w- when we beat Japan for the gold medal it was like it was a great feeling but I still didn't realize what mm-hmm. we did it's funny because when obviously we had way more on the line this past world with the Olympic qualification, but the difference in intensity just overall with us and like knowing what we just did and just crazy. And then when it got back in the Olympics, I was with Kelsey Stewart, actually one of my teammates and she was my teammate at Florida as well. And we were listening to the committee, the mm-hmm. Olympic committee deciding what was going to get in. And finally we heard that it was voted in and it was just like, it was like just this wave of relief because it's like oh my gosh the dream's still alive because for a while i mean i feel like a lot of girls in usa they would come they'd play for a couple years and then it would just be like there's just not a whole lot here and Mm -hmm. i mean we still have to make money we have to be able to have we have to be able to survive and you know provide for ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's just hard if there's not a lot of future in it so a lot of girls had to make that decision over the years of okay i have to give up playing the game if i'm gonna have a life in a mm-hmm. lot of ways mm-hmm. um so I'm really fortunate honestly I, I feel like I came in right at the right time
0: I was um, just about to ask like that yeah. timing is perfect like would would you, like do you have you ever thought back on it like if you were a year earlier or a couple years earlier if anything could have oh, yeah. possibly been different
1: oh yeah I mean I I've thought about that many times I mean because I have teammates Michelle Moultrie and Valerie Arioto I mean we call them like our are forever seniors cuz in college like you have your your beloved seniors that graduate but it's like they don't have to graduate so i mean they've both been in the program for like 8 or 9 years with USA and just like staying true and believing in the process and finding a way to make it work because they had the dream and they wanted to continue so i mean i just have so much respect for them as people and athletes but then just respect for their um their passion and their ability to kind of just stay the course because i honestly don't know if i would have done the same Mm -hmm. so it's really cool uh to get to play with them and be a kind of learn from them and just have them as leaders it's been really cool because they've seen a lot and they've Mm -hmm. done a lot and um
0: just their perspective yeah they've gone through the grind man and like there was no i don't want to say there wasn't a light at the end of the tunnel but especially like compared to you were where you were coming from like Mm -hmm. they stuck with it i think that is that is amazing good for them that is absolutely incredible
1: just, and that's, it's, it's true. Cause they were around when it was on the ballot for 20, the 2016 Olympics
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: in 2012 and they heard no. So kind of in the same position that I was in, but a completely different result. Mm-hmm. So they've stuck it out and just, they're great leaders and they're great people and they're passionate about USA softball and kind of to have them there to lay the foundation. Um, they've just, they're just great leaders. They're fun to play with. Fantastic. So it's, it's cool that they've, kind of been through the ringer and they're coming out on the other end and they're Mm -hmm. kind of seeing that come to fruition. Like it makes me, very happy for
0: them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that. especially they went through the grind and now they still get the opportunity um, to do. Exactly. What they did. I mean, I'm sure exactly as we were talking about, at any point they could have said, Well, I want a life or I need to make more money or I need this mm-hmm. I need that. But they thought of the country and they thought of their team first. And I think that that is Absolutely. super commendable. And we sincerely, sincerely appreciate them. But Aubrey, we also sincerely appreciate you. So <laughs> let's talk about this most recent. I mean, it was only what, like a month ago, give or take? Yeah. A little over Some a month one. ago now. You guys. Qualified for the 2020 games. Your realization, your your dream is true. Yeah. Like you're. I mean, you're yeah. a couple years away, but like I just got you're chills.
2: The, ah,
0: <laughs> you're there. Like you're. You're almost there. So what? Mm-hmm. What is that like? Like actually? Like I, I'm. I'm really curious what it's gonna be like in two years when you're there and you're standing there and you're on the field mm-hmm. and you catch that first pitch. But right now, after winning it and, and and seeing the rings and and everything and you knowing that you're going. What what are those feelings like? I mean, what were some of the emotions that you went through on that on that day last month?
1: Well, I think kind of going into it, I mean, everyone assumes like, oh, USA is going to be there. They're one of the best in the world. But there's only six teams going. Mm-hmm. And Japan's already in because they're hosting. They're so it leaves five spots. And then the rest of it's kind of regional. And honestly, our region's really tough. I mean, we've got Team Mexico, Canada, Puerto Rico. Um... It's really, really hard. And then just in general, I feel like softball across the board has grown like crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, each team has really stepped up trying to develop their their players and players of their country and just, it's been, so you go into it, everyone assumes like, oh, USA is going to qualify, no problem, which we believe that as well, but it's still kind of like a, mm-hmm. okay, we need, to, we, we need to get this done. It's not going to be handed to us. And so, there's still this like weight of, can okay, we have, we still have to qualify. And so, and getting it done this summer as opposed to next summer is just a huge weight mm. off our shoulders. Um, and those games were some of the best games I have ever been a part of. They were just so cool. And it's crazy because we knew if we were going to be playing Japan in the championship that we were qualified
2: so really? okay mm-hmm.
1: because since japan's already in mm-hmm. if they won we would like whoever came in second would get the berth from world championships and so we knew if we were playing japan in the finals that we were qualified already so kind of going through the tournament we were playing really well and this team this summer was special in terms of like we had so much fun competing like competing hard made it more fun and i feel like sometimes you get either people who are too serious mm-hmm. and, too competitive or, like, too loose, too fun. And we just had this really good combination of fierce competitiveness, but we had so much fun doing it and doing it together. So we were just kind of doing that the whole tournament. And then we get to the semifinals, which the brackets kind of set up a little weird. It's kind of funky. But um, basically, if we were to lose, then we would kind of slide slide over to the other side and we'd have another, like, semifinal game, essentially. Mm -hmm.
0: Double elimination, and, right? Yes, okay, double cool, elimination. Cool,
1: cool. Yeah, perfect. And then we played Japan in the semifinal game. And I mean, Japan, they're always good. You know, you have to respect the way they work. They work so hard. Um, they're meticulous about the details, um, they're really smart about the game. Um, so it's whenever you play them, you know, it's going to be a grind. I mean, the number of times we've had one run. I think, honestly, every single game I've ever played against them has been a one-run game, mm-hmm. now that I think of it, over the last three years. <laughs>
2: yeah. Always
1: a tight game. And so um, we played them in the semis, and we went to extra innings. And every, we played them three times this summer between World Championships and World Cup, and they got the lead first every single game. So we constantly had to be coming back. And so same thing happens in the semis. They get ahead. We come back. We end up going to extras and in international ball, we play with the the international tiebreaker role where we start with a runner on second.
2: Mm -hmm. So there's
1: like added sense of pressure, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we went back and forth for a couple innings. um, And then Rachel Garcia, who this is her first summer and we, Monica had been throwing a ton through worlds, uh, Monica Abbott, and she was doing so well, just mowing people down. I mean, what she did during worlds was pretty unbelievable. And then she started that game because it was borderline almost more important big Mm picture-wise than the championship. Like if we could just get to the championship and if Japan was going to come out the other side, which we thought was likely, um, then we were already qualified. So Monica started that game and she just grinded through a lot. And then Kaylani Ricketts comes in and just started mowing them down. And it was just – those last two games was really cool because we got to use our entire staff. Mm. constantly Very constantly cool. making yep. changes and it was so Rachel Garcia first summer on the team um I don't know she didn't throw a ton over summer just kind of like learning the new system but she's an absolute stud she came in and you would have thought she was a long-time veteran she mm-hmm. comes in and just strikes somebody out makes them look silly and then comes in and gets the walk-off hit to oh my it. gosh right just Ooh. like storybook stuff yo absolutely absolutely Right. And so then the next day we don't run the championship and we're waiting to see who comes through between Canada and Japan. And Japan was up by three runs going into the seventh. So as we were getting ready to leave to go do BP, um, we're at the hotel, we're getting all the equipment and one of the TVs in the lobby had the game on. So a handful of us, I want to say maybe half the team is all down in the lobby, just staring at the TV and just counting down the outs. And Once they finally got that last out, it was just, I mean, people were just tearing up like, holy cow, we're in the, like, we just qualified for the Olympics. Like, Team USA is officially back in the Olympics. And it's, I feel like a lot of us, we really hadn't put, we hadn't really talked about that pressure Mm -hmm. or, like, talked about in terms of, like, oh, we have to qualify, we have to qualify. It was just like, we're going to go do what we do. And we know that on our, like, if we bring our best, like, it's really stinking hard to beat us. You know, it's,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we were really confident in our abilities. And so, but we never really talked about it. So it's kind of like this, oh my gosh, like we finally, it's it's done, you know? And there were some tears because I think there was a lot of pressure, like, kind of just weight from the program itself. Just like Team USA, Team USA, like we have to get back. It's been so long. And then We finally get back in. I feel like that was a big breath of fresh air for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But the cool part is nobody got over the top emotional or excited or like, all right, now we're done. Everyone, like, it was like celebrate. We're back in the Olympics. And then, boom, let's win gold. Mm -hmm. Everyone just really quickly, like, all right, now let's go win gold. Let's finish it right. And then that game was way too cool. It was so much fun to be a part of. we ended up going 10 innings mm-hmm. instead of seven. And so, again, Japan gets the lead. They're up like, I think it's three to one or something. And then Delaney Spalding hits a three-run home run. We take the lead. Um, just crazy back and forth. And then I'll never, ever forget this, but I called a change up because I call international and I didn't call in college. But that's been one of the most fun parts about international is
2: mm-hmm.
1: learning how to really call a good game. That's been really fun to develop. But I called a change-up, and I wish I could take it back because <laughs> <laughs> she had a home run. And, um, and then uh. we were down, and it was like, oh, my gosh. And I just remember – I mean, my teammates were great. Everyone was, like, just on to the next. How are we going to score? How are we going to score? Nobody really looked at me or looked at the pitcher. It was just like, all right, like, find a way. And so – but I was just kicking myself for, like, two innings. I kept trying to tell – like, you need to stay present, Umber. You need to figure this out. Like, get over it. There's still game left. We end up tying it up and just back and forth for a couple of innings. That international tiebreaker again, like so now we have a runner in second and they scored one. So we're like, crap, we have to score. And then we scored. And then after a while they went up two. And that's like the kiss of death. International mm-hmm. Like international tiebreaker. You're like, all right, we can get one back and tie it and that's great. But if you have to get two back to tie it, it's tough. Um and so we're in the tenth, and but it was crazy. Like as much as you, as much as all of us know how hard that is to do, none of us were like, "Ugh." Mm-hmm. It was just everyone was locked in. Um, so we let's see. I think Michelle got a run in, so we knocked the one down. We're like, "Okay, one more. Just tie it up. Just tie it up. Keep us in the game. Give us a chance. You know that kind of thing." Just a lot of pass the bat sort of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really cool about this team for me is i'm a christian and a handful of my teammates are christians too or at least outwardly and mm-hmm. we have bible studies throughout mm-hmm. the summer that are really just encouraging to us it reminds us of the bigger picture um helps keep a lot of pressure off
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um in those big moments and so we were just all together and at one point like michelle would go up to bat and like hey michelle what can we pray for you oh like and she'd be like okay just like just like confidence or just knowing, like stuff like that, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then you'd have like a pocket of us, like Janie Janie Reed, mm-hmm. Haley McClenney, all of us together in one spot, like still totally locked in on the game, but also just like praying over Michelle. And so doing that, and then and the next person would come up and would be like, Hey, Allie wants us to pray for her for this. Yeah. And it was like telephone almost throughout the dugout, like, Hey, hey, like, and they'd be like, Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. And so just that aspect has always been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that kind of community and that kind of fellowship together, and then from there, I came up with two outs mm-hmm. and the let's see, tying run was on third.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, third tying run was on third, and there's two outs and Waino's pitching, and Waino is one of the best pitchers in the world. She was in the she was the winning pitcher in 08 when Japan won gold. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. been playing forever, but she's so good. And yeah, I mean, I have, I can't like go on about Wayno bueno because she, I just have to tip my cap to her. She threw the whole game before us and then the whole game, the wow. whole 10 inning. Oh so just, gosh. I mean, she really is a machine. She's so talented. Like you can't, you can't look at her and like, just forget that. Um, so she, but she was still dealing in the 10th inning. It was like, all right, right. Just carving people up. Ugh. But um, so I got up there and I tell you, I was literally praying out loud a verse like that jamie had shared with us in a bible study the week before and it was just the coolest thing to have that moment and just battle battle i was i was feeling really good in the box all week and so and i ended up hitting a ground rule double to tie it up because the fences are real low they're Mm -hmm. like tear down fences Mm -hmm. so bounces over but we tied it up and then my longtime teammate kelsey stewart came up and just ripped one down the line to win it and my teammates broke through the teardown fence that was set up for Uh the dugout, knocked it over, and we just dogpiled on the field and it was hands down one of the greatest games I have ever been a part of.
0: So you got the tying RBI and the winning run?
1: I know. I let's see who was in front of me. Michelle Moultrie was the winning run.
0: Okay. Okay. But you got the But I was on
1: second. Mm-hmm. I hit incredible. the time run. Oh
0: my gosh. That is that. Oh, so if the fence was a little bit taller, you would have had the, uh,
2: Perhaps.
0: Uh, Oh, Perhaps. Right. still cool. Still super cool. Let's be yep. honest. That is, that is so <laughs> cool, Aubrey. Oh my gosh. What a story, man. That is so much it was fun. A blast. You, got your, you got your redemption back a little bit, mm-hmm. right? From the, from the, I'm sure I'm sure. Hey man, they're, they're going to, they're international. they're amazing players too. They're going to hit the ball every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, it's unfortunate, but Hey, it happens. And, and then it you does. got to come back around. You got to do your thing that is just oh man that is so incredible and I think what's really cool is you guys had so much fight especially after such an unbelievable high like as you Mm -hmm. said like yeah we all celebrated because we knew we're going to the Olympics in a couple years but you still had the wherewithal to be like all right well no well we have gold medal in front of us right now and we're Mm -hmm. not trying to lose this I mean that would be ridiculous so you know I think it's super cool that you guys were able to really push through and 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 overcome almost such an amazing moment with just another one
1: right and that's what's cool i think i think we can credit that one to the experience of our team and Mm -hmm. the competitiveness of our team but also coach e um he's always honest about like hey don't get too excited like we haven't done anything yet until it's over you know so helping us keep that perspective but the competitors we have on our team the experience that is on this team i think we've all and we just we really really like playing Japan. Mm -hmm. there's like it's just this international rivalry a lot of respect for I think both ways but um it's you just know like oh I want to beat Japan so bad Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. no matter what happened in the last game and so there's that for us whenever we play them and then on top of that I think just winning I mean there's so much pride in winning gold Mm -hmm. like hearing your national anthem is just too cool like I'm getting chills talking about it it's something that I didn't really expect like I've always felt like a pretty patriotic person I've always loved being an American but now that I've worn USA and I've heard my national anthem like played because we earned it you know things like that it's it's really special and um I mean I know I keep the perspective always of like okay I mean that's such a small contribution to our nation in comparison to our armed services and things like that I mean they but if that's any way that I can contribute mm-hmm. to our country and just pride in our country and competing for the USA, um, anytime USA is on the top of the medal stand is just special, and it's 100%. been a. It's been a. It's been a very cool aspect that I didn't really um, expect, just because I'd never really felt that before.
0: Mm-hmm. And no, and we we appreciate and absolutely obviously our armed services, but I mean we appreciate all our athletes. You guys go out there every day. You're training every day. You're putting in the work. Um, you've probably put in more work at up to this point in your life than I ever will. Um, so no, we sincerely, <laughs> no. sincerely, we sincerely appreciate it. You putting on the the stars and stripes going out there and in uh, and competition and, and representing us and clearly representing us very, very well. So we we really appreciate that, Aubrey. Thank you.
2: Thanks.
0: No, it's no, been, no. And,
1: it's been fun. You know, it's Hey, it's oh that fun doing it. it. Having right. a good
0: time while you're doing it, winning, having a good time, and also getting to do all this stuff—I think that is that is absolutely incredible. So, Aubrey, we're we're butting up against time. I want to get you back to your regular scheduled programming. I do have one last question, though. You said you there, there's a big group of you on the team that's outwardly Christian, and you told me a little bit about your, your uh, church on the dirt and kind of what you guys are doing mm-hmm. there. If you don't mind explaining a little bit more about that, kind of what it means to you, what it means to the team, and then kind of how you you guys are helping shape some uh, shape the communities a little bit.
1: So, church on the dirt is uh, a ministry. It started with Janie Reed. She kind of saw a need is that, and we all experienced this going through Travel Ball. You start playing on the weekends, you're not in church anymore, you're doing lessons during the week, you might not have time for a youth group. And a lot of us felt like, I mean, I know personally, I grew a crazy amount in college in my relationship with Christ. And so we sort of saw a need in terms of like, okay, kids can't go to church. Like, people are, families are having to decide between softball and church, and Mm -hmm. it's hard. Um, I mean, cause you believe that God gave you gifts and you want to, I mean, you want a scholarship, you want mm-hmm. like, there's so many things that like, how could that be a bad thing? So basically Janie's idea with church on the dirt was to bring church to the kids. Like, so we basically we go to tournaments and we provide chaplain services or, um, devotionals. Uh, this past summer we had a huge event at the premier girls, fast pitch nationals mm-hmm. where we had a whole tent set up and it was basically a church service at the field. Um, and that was just really cool to be a part of. And so that's. Janie Reed's like baby you know Mm -hmm. and so she started that and she realized like once this was after the 2016 season we did we started Bible study with Michelle and Allie started coming and so it's just four of us for a while and then in 17 the Bible study grew um we just like we like to keep it really open and inviting and so not everyone that comes is a Christian sometimes they're just curious and Sometimes they just want to hang out and talk and all that. So it's been really cool to see it develop. But she asked Michelle Moultrie, uh, Ali Aguilar and myself to come out to camp and we did it. And we just like fell in love with the ministry. And then since then we've added Nikki Udria who played for the USA blue team this summer. Um, And we just, we're passionate about it. We have an app church on the dirt where we put up um, devotionals, um, videos. We have a Thursday morning live prayer on instagram just like any way that Mm -hmm. we can provide some type of fellowship for people and especially kids that like i know i once i grew up going to church and then i stopped because i was going to softball Mm -hmm. so um i think everyone's journey is completely different but if we can provide that resource then um we're happy to do it and it's really important to us just for a bigger purpose than just throwing and catching a ball like that's been a big part of us Being able to play free is like, we see it as an opportunity to use our platform. Um, Win or lose, we're able to, to glorify God with the way we play. So that's been a huge part of the way I play now and just having that community with them and then being able to reach kids through Church on the Dirt has been so, so fulfilling.
0: Very cool. That is awesome. I mean, yeah, there's clearly a need for it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as you said, growing up and then kind of having to choose between the two. And if it's a big part of your life, I mean, there really should be no reason to choose. And now, obviously, with the internet mm-hmm. and all the capabilities we have and, and kind of being able to do a lot of these things, you guys have those capabilities and you have the ability yeah. to bring it to yourselves and get it for yourselves, which is something that you find very um clearly very important and other girls on the team too but then also just understanding that the kids you know they're they're having to choose between these things too right. the parents they're having to choose between these things so I think it's cool that you guys went to the the the, the fast pitch and and you know set up the 10 I think that's really cool and uh you know it definitely you know, I'm sure you get a lot out of giving as well so that's always absolutely. something that's always nice you know I've found the more I give the more I actually get which is just weird you know, absolutely that, it kind of works so uh, <laughs> something that I uh you know I, I think that's really cool and I'm glad that you guys found a way to really be able to um, express yourselves Mm -hmm. and and help people along the way. So Aubrey, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I hope you had a good time. Aubrey Monroe. Yes. Aubrey Monroe USA softball catcher um, hits the game tying RBI and world championships. um, Almost scored the winning run. Almost, (laughs) almost, got the winning RBI as well, but we'll blame that one on the fences, but Aubrey, thank you so much for joining us today. I sincerely appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It was fun.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to yet another episode of our athletes. I don't even know what number would add anymore, but it is incredible getting to talk to these athletes, just like Aubrey on almost a daily basis for myself. So if you guys don't mind, please rate, review, comment, share, subscribe, do anything to get this out there because I really do believe our athletes deserve more. And if there's anything that we can do and listening to their story is really the bare minimum. And I think everyone gets enjoyment out of it too. So it's super helpful. So thank you guys again, really do appreciate it. Um, Please follow Aubrey on all her socials. I'll have those in the show notes. If you don't mind, follow us on Instagram at ourathletes.us. If you have any questions, email me, michael at ourathletes.us. And yeah, I mean, other than that, guys, thank you so much and hope you have a wonderful day.